Yo, what's up and welcome back to the 12 Ounces of Sobriety Podcast. My name is Pat Sharp, here with my co-host. Hello, this is Carson checking in from the Charlotte Douglas Airport. Yes, this is actually, yeah, this is the first time that Carson and myself are not in the same room recording. Carson is going on a little work trip. So we are recording him on the phone while I'm in the studio slash my office. Thursday, we will finish up our book report on Alcohol Lied to Me by Craig Back, part two. We will have that out on Thursday for everybody. So Carson, real quick, you are going to a beautiful Cedar Rapids, Iowa for a work trip, your first work trip since you've entered sobriety. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, man, it's pretty, it's pretty surreal. Um, I remember right before I began my sobriety journey, it was about two weeks prior to that. I went on a work trip to Kansas City and it was not, it was not a very fun work trip. I drank a lot and I was not in good shape when I was doing my presentations on a couple of main stages, a couple of breakout sessions. And that was just not me. So I'm actually very, very excited. I'm excited on this journey and to be my full present self. And I can, I'm confident that I'm going to be able to bring the fullest value to, you know, the people that I'm speaking with and to the people that I'm working with, because I know that I'm not going to be hindered by anything under, you know, anything alcohol related. So I'm really pumped, man. I'm not even nervous. I'm actually really, really excited. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that work trip, the one that you had just mentioned, wasn't that work trip, wouldn't there some of that was one of the reasons why you decided that it was time that you needed a change in life to get sober? It was about, I'd say there was, um, you know, if it was like, if you were to if you were to put it into three steps, your step one, step two, step three, as to what led me to sobriety, that was step two. Step one was a couple of previous events. Step two was the work trip, and then step three is, as I mentioned, you know, there was a wedding I went to and a couple of things that happened with my wife and I. So that was leading up to my detriment, as it was at that current moment in my life. So you know, I look back on that trip and yeah, I had a couple of good times, but I had many, maybe more bad experiences. It was a lot more bad than good because I came back from there anxiety ridden. I felt like I had let my team down, even though I think I did a relatively good job. I functioned through it, but I knew that I could have done better. I could have done a lot better. And it was only because of alcohol, the reason that I didn't do as good as I should have. So yes, that was one of the, one of the three main steps that led me to sobriety. You know, when I used to travel, not for work, just travel in general and, and was drinking, Coming back, like my first day back and like going back to work and stuff, the anxiety I would have would be so bad just because the, of how much I drank while I was there. And it always sucks. And it sucks traveling when you're, you know, hungover and things like that. Have you flown before sober? Yes, I have. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because flying, it's kind of a scary concept just from the standpoint of you are in a vehicle with, you know, a couple hundred other people, 30,000 feet above the ground. And you feel like, you know, if anything could go wrong, you're going to die. And granted, you know, statistically speaking, it's safer to fly than it is to get in your car and drive around every day. But it doesn't feel like that. And so whenever you come back from a trip and you have been drinking and when you have more anxiety, it just exacerbates the, the flight home 
and you think, oh, you know, what did I do wrong? And, and, and you know, maybe I should have done this right. And, and all these thoughts go through your head. And so, the, the, you know, the answer to your question is, yes, I have flown sober, but it's, it's been a little while. Not, not, I wouldn't even say I haven't flown sober, but flying not hungover, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. Not being hungover flying is going to be a real treat, to be honest with you, because there's so many things, there's so many th- thoughts that go through your head. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm scared of flights, but I don't love them. I don't, I don't embrace them and say, Hey, I cannot wait to fly. Like I'm okay with it. But when I'm hungover and when I have anxiety, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. And, and this will be nice to be able to, to travel. You know, we're traveling, you know, I'm going to Iowa and, you know, we're in Charlotte. That's a two hour flight is probably, I don't know, maybe 2000 miles away, 1500 miles away. Uh, I'd probably say in the neighborhood of 900 miles. Well, you know what I mean? Close enough. Call it a thousand, right? And so that's that's kind of a long way still. Yes. And it's it's it, it can be nerve wracking when you when you get in your head and, and I'm sitting here in this terminal right now, you know, waiting to go through TSA and, and, and normally I'd be getting in and I'd be freaking out, you know, and talking to the talking to the guys, you know, the TSA, you know, agents and, and, and feeling like I'm guilty when they're checking my bags, even though I'm not guilty and I'll take it out. But you know, all of these things that can cause anxiety for no reason. And I'm going to go through and just, it's going to be fine because I know that everything's okay. And it's because I've been drinking. It's because I'm not hungover and I'm not anxiety ridden. Yeah. And I, so I'm really excited. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 that was it. That was it. No, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm, it's going to be a nice smooth sailing adventure. Hopefully. Unless our plane goes down, I'm really looking forward to And I haven't felt that in a long time. Yeah, when I went to New Hampshire back in late June, that was my first time flying without drinking since before I was 21, a sober flight there and back. And, and I didn't really – I used to be the same way. I would create anxiety, I think, and cause myself to drink when flying. And, you know, I had to have a buzz on to fly, so I thought. But I didn't ha- – it was fine. I didn't have any issues. Not drinking, and you're right, when you go through, you know, security and making sure you get to your gate and you're not hungover. And I flew super early in the morning, too. And I wasn't hungover. I didn't have the fear of missing a flight or, or just anything. I mean, it does make simple life things like traveling – when you're not worried about drinking a lot easier and you're not, oh, I got to find my gate and make sure there's a bar close by so I can pound down, you know, eight pints first before I get on this plane. And I really hope the flight attendants hurry up so I can, you know, get a beer. And you don't have to worry about those things anymore. And it's a freeing feeling. Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, when you think about it, I mean, how often are you in a space with so uh, such a diverse group of people and so many people at the same time, right? I mean, it has nothing to do with the diversity. It's more of the amount. And it's like you're, you're running across people constantly and talking and people are in a frenzy and, you know, yeah, rushing to their next gate and this and that. And that, that can cause a lot of stress, even by just watching that. And, and getting and getting that anxiety, just you know, being in that setting, and, and again, alcohol and being hungover exacerbates that. And so, it'll be nice just being able to pass through and be like, hey, you know, this is the real world here. I'm I'm in a I'm in a group of people that, you know, we all have one common denominator. We're we're going somewhere, and that can be stressful. Traveling is stressful. It's fun, but it's also stressful. And being able to have as stress free as it can possibly be 
is going to be a nice, a really nice bonus to sobriety. Now, when you're traveling, you know, for work, you're going to be without your wife, who I know is is a big supporter of yours, a big part of accountability for you as well. Do you have some things planned to help with your downtime while you are out of town when you're not kind of going to be working or grinding? I know you're only going to be gone for a couple of days, but have you thought about that at all? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, yes, I have two very good friends that I am going to be there with. One is my business partner who I'm actually traveling with. The other one, he works for another company, but me and him go way back. We actually used to work together. And, and he was actually on the trip. Both of them were actually on the trip. And we took last, and we we, we took a, a look back on that trip, and we were like, what were we doing? You know, And, and they're not in sobriety by the, you know, they're not doing the same thing that I am, but they both recognized the hindrance that it caused. And so we've all talked about that. And it has, honestly has nothing to do with my path. It's more of a, we want to be productive. We want to enjoy this trip and make the most out of it. We want to, we want to add value. We want to actually come out of the saying, Hey man, we killed it. And so one of my, one of my buddies, he's, he's huge into working out and I've been slacking recently, but we've already planned. We got plenty of workout clothes. So we're going to, Hit the hotel gym every morning, bright and early, probably six thirty-seven to start our day. And you go know, get a good breakfast. We have a bunch of meetings that we have planned throughout the day. And when we're not in meetings, we're actually going to be going to attend other people's meetings, competition. Not not just to fill our time, but more to learn. We want to learn about what's going on, what else is out there. Um, you know what we're going up against. To be quite frank with you, just so that we can come away from this trip and say, you know what all right, we know exactly where we stand. We got a lot out of this. And, you know, so hopefully that answers your question, but we, you know, we do have a lot planned throughout the day. And then honestly at night, man, we're going to go to some dinners and I'm going to be checking the hotel, probably FaceTime my wife and, you know, find something good on TV and just relax. It's, it, you know, there's, there's something to be said. There, there's a nice calm and serenity in just being in a hotel room in a foreign city and just relaxing and just being there in the comfort of that hotel room and just, kind of letting down for a little bit and i'm really looking forward to that yeah and without your three cats it's gonna be wonderful without the three cats you know I, I i'm gonna miss them but i'm i'm not gonna miss being woken up in the middle of the night with them screaming and asking for food and asking to play so it's a nice little relief a nice little breath of fresh air so that'll be cool yeah, it, it to our listeners out there, it is important when you are traveling or taking a trip, whether for business or pleasure, even no matter how much time, whether you're in early sobriety or you've been sober for 10 plus years, to kind of plan ahead a little bit. Think of what you're going to do with your downtime. I know for us, and we've talked about this a lot, it was our downtime, our bored time is when we would turn to drinking. And so by filling that time with something productive, and as simple as just taking some time out, some self-care and relaxing, catching up on some sleep while you're, you know, in a, in a strange city that you've never been to before, in a hotel, you know, by yourself, you don't have the interruptions as you had called it with the cats, waking you up even though you're going to miss them. You, you take that time, enjoy it, and, you know, continue to work your sobriety and work your plan and keep working towards the ultimate goal of, of always you know not picking up yeah exactly man it's like you know 
yes, I have three cats, but it's not a child. And, and to most, a lot of our listeners out there and a lot of people, I mean, they have kids, right? And I know they love their kids, but kids are, it's another full-time job. And I haven't experienced that yet. And I hope to someday in the, in the near future, but enjoy this time to be able to sit and just be alone and relax and just have time for yourself. You don't need to go spend it at a bar and, you know, be around a bunch of other chattering people and indulging in this. Like, no, like take this time and be in solitude because you're not going to get that very often, especially of children. And you're not going to get it. And, and this is a nice time to be able to, to take advantage of that. You know, when you're out of work, go home, go to your hotel and relax. So that, I cannot wait. Yeah, that too. And think about it this way. You know, when you're traveling and out of town and you're not at your home, the extra amount of money you would spend on booze because you're only really drinking at the bar. You're not drinking at your house because nobody wants to sit in their hotel room on the bed and drink. And so you would I would never care how much money I spent when I was traveling. It was like, oh, well, I'm not you know, it is what it is. And so I would overspend a lot of times on alcohol. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, hotel, hotel bars, airport bars, they, they put a premium for convenience on the drinks that you purchase. And so, you know, you know, what would be a, you know, $2 beer or less than at a grocery store, it's going to be eight bucks just for the convenience. And so you're going to rack up that tap really, really quickly. And, and that's going to sting. <laughs> so I remember yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I had a layover in LaGuardia or JFK, one of the two in New York. And Stella draft was, I think, 14 bucks. And oh, God. I think I had six, you know. I was like, eh, oh, well. Ain't nothing. Ain't 100 nothing. bucks. 100, you know. 100, 100 plus bucks. Yeah, exactly. Like, just so stupid. Anyway, well, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> Want to switch gears real quickly, and then we'll let Carson go and get on his flight. Uh, yesterday, we attended a funeral for the person that our, our friend that we have discussed the, the last couple episodes that unfortunately lost his life due to his alcohol disease. And I know sometimes I used to think this and I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, they isolate and they drink alone and who they think who cares? I'm only hurting myself. And well, I want to say that, you know, going to, a funeral yesterday with 300 plus people at it. There's a lot more people care than you may realize. And, you know, our friend was, was doing the right thing to get help. And unfortunately, as we said before, his time just ran out, but I just want to continue. I'm continue to harp on it a little bit is, is keep that in mind. Keep in mind all the people you may think you're only hurting yourself but keep in mind all the people around you that you truly are hurting the next time. If you're thinking one, if you're trying to quit drinking, think about those people or two, if you're feeling triggered or you're about to, you know, relapse or anything like that, you know, truly think about it because life's short and it can happen before you know it. And before you realize it and it's all gone from you. Yeah, no, that's a very good point that you made. I mean, again, I want to stress, this is it we do understand how hard it is pat and i more than anybody understand how hard it is to just stop it is not an easy task and we're asking a lot but we're saying this because it's necessary you know when we went to his funeral as pat said 300 plus people 
there wasn't enough there weren't enough chairs in that congregation and it was a large funeral everybody and it was a big funeral there were probably at least 60 to 70 people if not more standing in the back because they couldn't fit and that goes to show how great of a man he was and uh, and how much of an inspiration he was to not only us but to everybody a lot of people spoke at the at the wedding at the at the funeral and and it was it was really touching it was very emotional I mean, he had a he had a huge turnout and just to reiterate what you said pat is is he affected a lot of people and he left a lot of people behind not intentionally but it, it is it is hard and and you just have to keep that in mind you're yeah. absolutely right yeah and it is hard and trust me i'm not trying to be a hypocrite or anything because when I was in active addiction, I was very selfish. Addiction's a selfish disease. I was very selfish. I didn't care about anybody else. I only cared about myself. And I didn't care if I hurt anybody else, truly. And once you get sober, you realize how selfish you were being and looking back. And I'll say this again. You know, I think my lucky stars every day that I didn't kill somebody or I didn't kill myself or I didn't end up in jail or something like that and truly hurt all those people around me. So just kind of a thought again, I just want to I'll probably continue to to harp on that situation just because that, that is the real consequence of addiction and disease. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. So, Carson, have fun on the business trip and we will talk to you when you get back. All right, Pat. Appreciate it, man. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. Later. All right. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at 12 Ounces Sobriety Podcast. Always feel free to reach out, engage with us either on Twitter or Instagram. You can also always feel free to email us at 12 Ounces Sobriety Pod at gmail.com. Thursday, we will be finishing up our. Thursday, we will finish up our book report on Alcohol Lied to Me by Craig Back, Part 2. We will have that out on Thursday for everybody. So if you're looking forward to that, give you some more time to catch up on it if you did not finish it. And just want to thank everyone for their support.